Hitch. It's your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always... Is his wife, Penny. Hello. Hello today. So, Thanksgiving 2020 is come and gone in our lives. Did you enjoy yourself? Yes, it was a very nice, quiet, peaceful, delicious Thanksgiving. (laughs) It was the one Thanksgiving in our lives where nobody asked us what we were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you going? And then there was no butt hurt because we didn't go there and we went somewhere else. Or we turned down a place and the reason wasn't good enough, so there was butt hurt. You know, it was just, yeah, we just sat here by our lonesome quiet. Nobody called us and we didn't call anyone either. There was no Zoom meetings in our house <laughs> with other Thanksgivings or nothing. Yeah, just to preface this, Dan and I usually like to spend the day, just the two of us. I mean, I do like to go visit my parents. I don't get to visit them that often, um, unfortunately, because of my circumstances, plus the whole COVID thing. Yeah, going on. your parents are old, and there's COVID. That's, they live in an old folks' home. That would have been rude to go up there anyways. Yeah, it's just not advisable. So it was nice that... Um, yeah, it was the two of us and the dogs. And, uh, now, we spent the day watching old movies, though. Yes, we did, because after watching the episode of Supernatural called uh, Monster Movie, um, we decided that we were going to spend some time watching those old universal monster movies. So we watched um, Frankenstein and... I think we already went through some of these, because we yeah, had like two days. Man. Yeah, we, we already talked about those, but then the next day we watched a couple of more. Uh, we watched Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein, which... That uh, was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I really thought that that movie, in my head, I thought that the bride was brought back like, I don't know, maybe one third of the way into the movie. And then like the second two thirds was with Frankenstein and his bride mummying about her. Or Frankensteining <laughs> Frankensteining about. about to go- no, that wasn't it at all. Nope. It was just some other dude made a chick and she woke up and wasn't very happy to see herself the end well and was not happy with the looks of frankenstein either so yeah frankenstein's like ah screw it (laughs) It y'all gonna die bitches and you know blows his place up so yeah it was so dumb um we did then start dipping our toes into just other random old movies yet again i I really like to talk up this uh, roku channel that we subscribe to called classic reel and it is just fantastic. And every random movie I seem to pick seemed to have some sort of gold in it. Either it was wildly racist, I mean, it didn't even know it. There's this movie called Five that was, yeah. Yeah, which one was Five again? The five people that survived. They think only five people on the planet survived like a nuclear holocaust. Yeah. You know, a pregnant lady, another dude, an older dude, a black dude, and a racist dude. <laughs> Yeah, and that was wildly depressing how it ended. Very. Um, then there was that other movie um, about, it was a plantation owner on some South Pacific island in the U.S. He has three beautiful daughters, and the U.S. Marines were coming in to set up an air base. So in the movie, they come in, they bulldoze down his plantation, build an air base. Then at the end of the movie, they all leave. And I'm like, well, this guy just got screwed over. Well, I don't know if they uh, bulldozed out his entire plantation, but 
Part but of yeah, it anyways. Part of it, yeah. <laughs> it was now the airbase. To build a space and everything. And but the horrible part about that was these girls, they'd never seen a white guy before. Yeah, they were, you know, at first they showed them all skinny dipping in this lagoon or whatever. And their father's like, oh, well, you know, better get, you know, hiding inside. You better get dressed. Um, especially starting tomorrow, there's going to be talks about these 1,500, you know, men going to be in the area. And I'm thinking, well... You know, if it was just their dad and these girls, and yeah, they would have no. Oh no, they were like yeah. plantation workers, but they weren't white boys, so I guess it didn't matter if they saw no. these girls naked or whatever. <laughs> no, but somehow the the non-white boys were never after the white girls, and the white girls never considered the non-white boys on the island. Very odd. Very, very. It was like it, the three girls of paradise. I, Something like yeah, that. it was something about Paradise, Love on Paradise Island or something. But it was like, is, yeah. this movie isn't trying to be racist, but it's doing a really good job at it. Well, it was from like, what, 1954? Yeah, it's all 52, 54, something like that. So, I don't know. People just didn't know how to talk good back then or something. They don't talk good like <sighs> we do. <laughs> and then, But then we did watch another race movie, and that had... And that was yet, they were in like Cuba or something, some sort of political doodad. Yeah, and then it was all blacks and whites mixed, and that was the intrigue. Um, it was, they weren't in Cuba. Um, it had Harry Belafonte and Dorothy Dandridge in it. I can't remember who who else was in it. Um, yeah, but but yeah, that was a lot about racism. and. Well, there's the white guy, the, the old school governor of the island, he was, or whatever. He was running for office, but then Harry Belafonte... The hero of the uh, banana pickers, because he goes down to the docks and sings big, beautiful songs of these guys. And he no, did. he did not sing Deo. No, he didn't. <laughs> but I really did like that movie. I did like the Harry Belafonte music numbers. Um, but yeah, then he was the sway of the people. Then he ended up getting mixed up with a, you know the wife of the other dude. And well, no, the wild. one, the one kind of like I want to say ruling family, but old timey family. There, they find out that way back when they had an African American ancestor. So <laughs> yeah, he's like one sixty. African Americans because they weren't <laughs> they weren't in America, but he knew what what you know what was all down with the black. Oh, people, it was horrible. Yeah, I'm through. one of them now. I know exactly what <laughs> yeah. it's like to be black. <laughs> But then the other lady, she wouldn't get married because her child would be part black then? It was you know, bananas. No, it wasn't Joan Crawford. It was uh, the other one. Oh, shoot. She was on Dynasty. I can't think of her name now. Um, but you all know who I'm talking about. The, the dark-haired chick that was... Oh, um, yeah, I forget. Crap. Susan. No, not Susan Lucci. <laughs> no, no, she was on a daytime show. Um, but, but yeah, uh, it was It was. Yeah, she while. played this actress like, I can't get married. You know, I... 16th black what if my, my baby turns out black well then her mother tells her not to worry because her the guy that she thought was her father wasn't really her father so it's okay she's just gonna have nothing but white babies <laughs> yeah yeah don't worry you're a bastard child not part black way better <laughs> Wait. It, 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 you don't have to worry about those thoroughly kids yeah please nobody uh clip that out of context um it was this crazy movie i don't know it's yeah. it's definitely their uh they're definitely Joan Crawford. That's who. No, I kept. That's what you already said. Joan Collins. Joan Collins. <laughs> there you go. There it is. I don't own something. Joan Collins. Definitely a snapshot of the time that they were made. Um, yes. I don't know. You know, I, when I was a kid, I don't. 
I didn't see all this crazy, you know, I didn't see the big racial strife that was happening, but then again, I wasn't black, so who knows? Maybe this has been going on all this time, but... It has. We're just... (laughs) No, I slipped out in the boondocks, and um, the biggest city that we lived near was Madison, which only has, what, 250,000 people in it, and that was the only time we saw black people, so we went down to Madison. Yeah, I mean, you must have with your church, though, too. But, I mean, right. by your church, you're not going to say anything or oh, no, no, make no. any sort of motion that, oh, you're black. No, no, <laughs> it was just, just because we're very, yeah, I mean, just very. Yeah, very open-minded. Accepting and open-minded. We consider people people. It doesn't matter what color their skin are. But anyway, now we have to get on to this episode. <laughs> now that we've talked about our, our Thanksgiving and our movie <laughs> binging and um, racial strife in the 50s. Yep, this is season four, episode seven. It's the great pumpkin, Sam Winchester. <laughs> Let me tell you, that name, F that name. <laughs> that F name does not indicate anything that's going to happen in this episode. And in fact, it's a giant red herring for what I was hoping to see the whole time. He was hoping to see the great pumpkin. Well, I assume that Snoopy. they would be waiting for something to appear that might not appear. I thought it might have something to do with that. You know, not they aren't going to see the great pumpkin rise, but <laughs> some sort of allusion to the Charlie Brown story. There was none of it. No, but they were waiting for something to rise. Someone to rise. Um, okay, I guess you'll well, have we'll to point that to out it. to me. Yeah, because this did... Originally aired October 30th, 2008, so aired the day before Halloween. So so we see Halloween decorations, and uh, below on the screen it says two days before Halloween. There's a lady. She's coming home from the market. She's got a pumpkin. See a guy feeding his baby. The baby's an absolute mess. It's got crap everywhere. Uh, the lady brings home some candy, like in a little bucket, and the guy wants a piece, but she's like, nope. No candy for you. Remember last year we ran out right away. So sounds like a bit of a candy glutton. She wanders off to go start washing up the baby. He eats a piece of candy. Just one piece. And then he starts looking sick. And he reaches into his mouth. And then they show you this camera shot like from his throat looking out of his mouth of a razor blade stuck in the roof of his mouth. And right here, this is just a skin crawling, cringing visual. It was horrible. It was nasty. He pulls it out slowly. The, the nice thing is when he act, when the actor pulls out the razor blade out of his mouth, you can totally tell it's a complete dull piece of plastic or cardboard that's just been printed and cut out. Right. So it's like, oh, thank God that wasn't a real razor blade in that guy's mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They really made this man eat a razor blade. <laughs> I looked for that. That's my, my eyeballs needed to see that was not a real razor blade. And uh, But he starts choking up more blood, falls to the ground, pukes up more blood, falls over dead. The wife is like, hey, what's taking you so long? Walks back into the kitchen, and he's just laying there in a pool of spitting blood. And she screams. Beginning of the episode. Yep. Then we go to the, uh, the credit, or not the credits, but the title card. And Dan's phone dings, so I'm sure something's going on. His computer dinged. I don't no, know. No, I'm good. I don't know. People are, I'm a popular guy nowadays. What can I tell you? All right, so we're back from the intro title card. Uh, boys are they're at that house uh, that we just left, uh, interviewing the wife. She says that they found four more. They found four razor blades in total. He had swallowed. There was two in his stomach and one in his throat. 
but the cops found no other razor blades in any of the candy. So while uh, Sam's talking to that wife, Dean uh, pokes around and he finds a hex bag hidden in the kitchen. Sam sees that Dean's got that hex bag and then changes his questioning and says like, hey, does he have any enemies? Was he involved in any affairs? At this point, then the wife gets really upset, but I think that is a very legitimate good question to ask. Like, okay, what was your husband into? Was he fucking around? Like, we know he's dead. Right. But. I mean, especially after you see movies like, uh, oh gosh, that one with Glenn Close. Uh, Fatal Attraction? Fatal Attraction, yeah. Um, some women scorned, yeah, it can be pretty evil. Um, but even the wife says, okay, yeah, what are the, if he did, what are the chances that the razor blade would be in the one piece of candy he happened to eat out of this entire bucket of candy that I bought. So she did have a point there. But still, it was a good question on Sam's part. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so then leave from there. The boys are back at the hotel, and this is when I screamed out loud to Penny, hey, wait, they're in the <laughs> same damn room. They obviously did use the same hotel room set as Dan said. They just changed some of the decorations or you know like the colors of the curtain maybe the colors of the wallpaper uh the well i don't even know if they change the wallpaper what they what i think gets changed is the curtains and then there's an there's like a weird entryway that i've never seen in a hotel like this but there's like a little half wall a little pony wall in front of the door and then above that is used to be like some chains in the last couple episodes or last one i remember there was like some chains of some glass bulbs hanging from it and now this one had some sort of like wooden lattice piece so that is the main thing though that i noticed gets redecorated you're definitely right they they have to use that same motel but room set same set yeah absolutely the same set because it's damaging the door the windows in the same place the table sitting under the window that they're always sitting at is in the same place so definitely just do a little um redecorating for the next episode so sam is in, investigating uh the hex bag dean is eating a bunch of candy <laughs> which i'm like dude you know is like dean gonna get razor blade mouth <laughs> jesus <laughs> Uh, Sam starts pulling apart the hex bag and investigating the contents. Inside, there's a Celtic coin, 200-year-old extinct herb, and a charred baby bone. Ew. <laughs> so we then see a uh, Halloween party. It's like made up of teens, 20s, you know, young people party of some sort. And a girl starts bobbing for apples, which I put in my notes. Bobbing for apples is really fun. I like it when parties have the whole bobbing for apple bucket. Do you? I didn't celebrate Halloween. So oh, I've Jesus, never... you probably have never been to a party with a bobbing for apple bucket. Nope. nope never. Well, you know, you guys could have still had one of those at a party. We could have, but we didn't. Bobbing for apples is really fun. Because okay. either you open up your mouth wide enough to get around it, or you have to push all the way in and pour till you get to the bottom of the bucket to force <laughs> the apple into your mouth to bite it. Yes, but this was more than just your typical bucket. It was like almost a... Oh, no, that's how big the bucket's are. Oh, really? Are. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I considered it a small uh, horse trough or something that you'd water livestock with. Yeah, that's how big... It's, it was normally like a wash pail. I don't know, back, back in the 80s when I went to a lot of parties like this, there was tin wash bins. You know, one of those like copper clad... Or not copper clad, but... 
<laughs> what are you laughing about? You're throwing my words off. You know, something you'd use a washboard in. That size. I know what you're talking about. Actually, I thought this was much deeper than that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I think they're about the same depth. I don't know. You still gotta you still gotta go up to the shoulders to get it in. <laughs> anyway. If you actually want to get the apple, you gotta go in shoulders deep. <laughs> okay, so um so she, uh, so some girl, she, yeah, she gets an apple without going all the way to the bottom. You know, good on her. She can open up her mouth really wide. Another girl goes in to try, and she can't seem to pull herself out. People come to help, like, pull herself out. They can't move her, and then the water starts to boil, and she dies cooked. She's yes. red like a lobster. Yeah, you can see her face getting redder and redder under the water, and, yep. After she's dead, they're finally able to pull her out. Dean, Sam and Dean show up at the party scene, and the cops are there. Dean asks if the girl knows a Luke Wallace. She doesn't. She just thinks he's weird for asking this random question. Sam, though, at the scene, finds another hex bag. At back at the hotel, Sam and Dean are doing more researching. Dean says that this new victim is just as clean as the last guy. One thing I forgot to mention, they found no dirt on the last guy. They found no dirt on this person either. Yes, they said, as a matter of fact, the, the quote that Dean had was, he's so vanilla that he made vanilla look spicy or something like that. Which so, I thought was such a dumb joke, I didn't even write it down. <laughs> I didn't write it down either, I just remembered it. Because, yeah, they're trying to see if there was maybe a connection, which is why they asked, hey, and the, the name of the guy, Luke Wallace, was the first victim. And she says, no, I had no idea who that is. And so, yeah, looks like both the victims didn't have really anything in common. Sam finds a connection with the hex bags, though. It's the salmon demon? Samhain? It's Samhain? Sam, it, they pronounce it Samhain. That's not how it's really, it's a Celtic word, so it's not how it's supposed to be pronounced. But yeah, that is how they pronounce it. Um, okay. Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I. Yeah, Samhain. Yeah, it kept sounding like a first name and a last name. I'm like, okay, Sam, old Samhain. <laughs> He's the inventor of Hanes underwear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's the Sam Hain demon, and uh, he's the start of Halloween. I guess back in the day, he had to wear masks to evade this guy because he always brought a bunch of creepy ghosts and ghouls with him. Right. Uh, is that really the lore? Actually, no. Um, okay. <laughs> it says the Sam Hain, which is actually pronounced because it's Celtic, is pronounced Sawen. Um, refers to a Celtic festival, which means summer's end, and it's not for a mythical character. Okay, so this whole Sam Hain thing's made up. Right. The character, not... But that is actually the origins of Halloween, was that festival. Okay, the, the origins end. are a story. Just or The origins are a... F yeah, festival, but then they made up this demon thing. For the episode. For the show. Okay. And also, it did mention, you know, Sam mentioned when he's talking about this, this Sam Hain... Um, that October 31st, in the, you know, the Celts believed that's when the veil was thinnest between our world and the afterlife or whatever, where you could summon demons and all that fun stuff. So that's why they, it was celebr uh, celebrated, yes, on October 31st. And that's even the tradition now, like Halloween, that's supposed to be like the, the thinnest veil between the living and the dead is October 31st for some reason. Yep. And it, Sam figures by the contents in this, these hex bags, it looks like there's a very powerful witch out there that wants to eliminate Sam Hain. Because Sam Hain brings with him ghosts and ghouls and all the bad things that they've ever seen, all in one place tonight. 
So they're like, ooh, we got to take care of this. They don't want to, she doesn't, the witch doesn't want to eliminate, wants to conjure him, wants to raise him. Oh, I thought it was to eliminate him. No, 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 She wanted to, oh. that's why they had to have the three blood sacrifices. They had to kill three people in order to um, then cast a spell to raise him. Hence I said, yes, there is something being raised in this episode. It wasn't the great pumpkin, it was the demon. It was Sam Hain. Ah, Okay. See, this is so fun going through these episodes and talking to you about it. It has a whole new, because I'm like, why did the witch want to eliminate it? All right. And why would later... Yeah, I know. None of it makes sense. I know. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, it does make sense, right? All right. Well, we go to commercial. Back from commercial, we see Dean is in the car eating a huge amount of candy. He's going to have a tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs> and we see that Dean is on stakeout at the razor blade house from the very beginning. Sam calls to check in on him. And right when they're talking, the girl from the party shows up to babysit. So she lied. She does know these people. So, yes, obviously she was. So they're, yeah, this must be the witch. She had, um, she was available to get into the Wallace house to put that first hex bag in there. She was at the party for the second hex bay. That's got to be who they're looking for. Back at the hotel, Sam and Dean figure that the teen cheerleader is a witch. Mm -hmm. She was in a fight with an art teacher, so they head to the high school to investigate. And it looks like pottery class is going on. Uh, it's hilarious because there's a kid there kilming a, like a huge bong, like four <laughs> foot tall, made of pottery. Like, dude, <laughs> that is big and awkward. And I don't know how you're ever going to properly glaze it, but, you know, more power to you, brother. <laughs> right. That thing looked amazing. It did. It really did. Uh, it was like a log of <laughs> a log of clay <laughs> with a hole in the middle. Uh, the art teacher says that that chick was very bizarre. She wrote a bunch of strange symbols over and over. They got in some sort of fight, and it was a good thing that the principal came by, or otherwise she would have clawed his eyes out. Mm -hmm. uh, and all they all you know, the only other information it looks like is that the teen she showed up alone a year ago as an emancipated teen she lived in an apartment alone mm -hmm. and goes to high school <laughs> that's what i would do if i was on my own as a teen i'd go to school yeah, yeah i'm surprised you weren't emancipated well you bailed I, out on high school you didn't an awesome parent <laughs> why would i no he just he just didn't want to be at school no who does? Well, I don't know. I figured he wanted to work or something. Earn the big bucks. Well, I didn't want, well you have to. If you're not in school, you better be working. But anyway, that's got nothing to do with this episode. So the boys pull up to the hotel, and a little fat kid in an astronaut co costume asks him for ask Dean for candy. Dean's like, nah, I think you've already had enough candy, buddy. And the kid shoots him a dirty look, and then Dean just kind of like, whoa, <laughs> pulls back with a look like, dude, you're scaring me. Buzz off, little boy. <laughs> Uh, they go inside their hotel room, and Castile's there. Sam pulls out a gun, but then introduces himself after Dean's like, whoa, 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 we know this guy, don't worry. There's another dude in the hotel room, oh, hotel room two. Castiel asks if they stopped the witch and uh, prevented Sam Hain, because Castiel then shows them a hex bag that was hidden in their walls. And it's like, good thing uh, I came here and got this for you, otherwise you two would be dead. Uh... The raising of Sam Hain is one of the 66 seals, so it needs to be stopped. We learn that the other guy in the room is Uriel? Uriel. Uriel? 
U R I E L. U R I E L. Oh, I'm going to have to change all of the spellings in my notes. The other guy is Uriel. He's a specialist. And boys say that they should leave town because they're here to destroy it. Commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Back from commercial, the boys and the angels debate if they really need to destroy the whole town or not. The, Sam and Dean figure that the hundred lives, the thousand lives in town are worth saving, but the angels are like, uh, this is much more important. We got to blow this town away and just be done with it. Yes, because their argument is live. If this seal gets broken and seals keep getting broken, then, yeah, that's terrible. This town of uh, over a thousand people, but if Lucifer rises, then you get to look at the world, which is over six billion. So to them, the good of the few, the good of the many outweigh the good of the few. Or the one. Or the one. Sam is very confused by the angels wanting to kill people. They have no mercy, but these orders come from heaven. So it, it is a just order, they claim just thing to do yeah i put that castiel said they're supposed to have faith in the plan the faith is just and it's just because it comes from heaven yep dean figured he is more valuable to them uh alive so he figures if he just stays in town that'll prevent them from destroying the town dean assures castiel and uriel that uh they can handle it and castiel says fine hurry up <laughs> you must stop the switch at all cost. The boys go out to the car, and it is now covered with eggs. <laughs> Obviously, the little fat kid hit it, and Dean yells, astronaut. <laughs> I don't know why I had to go into that whole little side story of Sam and Dean fighting with a boy in a astronaut suit, but well, it was but you cute. Know, because how Dean is so protective of that car, and to come out and see it act like that, yeah, he would be pissed. In the car, though, Sam uh, continues to go on. He's bummed that the angels are not righteous. <laughs> Dean tries to make him happy by saying, hey, maybe these, <laughs> maybe these couple of angels are just dicks. Maybe God hates them, too. <laughs> Sam realizes that the heat needed to char that bone for the hex bag, he needed a lot more heat than just an oven. Ding dong, we know an art class with a kiln in it. So off to the high school they go. Plus another thing. They didn't, Castiel didn't discover that hex bag after they talked to the girl. It was after they talked to the teacher. So now they think somehow this teacher is involved. Oh, yeah. Say, oh, yeah, killing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. At the school, the boys break into a drawer and they find a bunch more baby bones. A whole little drawer full of baby bones. <laughs> Ew. At the park, Castiel and Uriel are talking. Uriel doesn't like humans. Called him like sewers on legs or something. <laughs> or plumbing on legs. Plumbing on legs. Mud monkeys, I think, was another term he used for us. Yeah, which is an odd choice of wording. Thinking in 2020, you probably wouldn't have said that. Eh. Uh, Uriel wants to drag Dean, just wants to drag Dean out of town so they can blow it up. And Castiel says, hey, that would go against our true orders. And right there, I was confused. I was like, your yeah, true so orders? I. Yeah, what are your true orders? Like, All right. We uh, go tonight, and it is now uh, Halloween. This is going to be pretty easy for our figuring out how many days this episode takes. <laughs> yeah, because it says uh, so <laughs> yeah, two days, two morning, days one day, Halloween. Yep. <laughs> so it's at night. There's kids that are trick-or-treating. Uh, the art teacher, she is the, that cheerleader girl, the one that survived 
from the party has her tied up and he starts doing a ritual of some sort he's got a knife and a goblet and the whole works <clears throat> right as he goes over to stab the cheerleader with his ceremonial knife he gets shot through the back a couple of times camera moves over and it was dean i think that shot him sam and dean are there in the basement uh the cheerleader says oh thanks for saving me my brother was doing a real crap job at that incantation, wasn't he? And then <laughs> they look at her like, what? And then the cheerleader then force tosses Sam and Dean to the floor. And she goes and jabbers on about Halloween, how Halloween has been all screwed up for a long time. And tonight she'll make it right again. And she starts doing some sort of wacky ritual again. Sam then, uh, you know, while on the floor, they can barely move around, but Sam reaches over to that dead guy's body, uh, puts his hand in the blood that's poured out, and uh, then starts rubbing blood on his face. And Dean looks at him, like, wait, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just follow my lead. Mm -hmm. So then he rubs blood on his face. Then we see uh, the ground cracks, and a bunch of smoke pours out of the floor and then pours into the art teacher's mouth. So now we know that that guy is reinfested with some demon, probably Sam Haynes. Yes, exactly. So the art teacher gets up and starts to kiss the cheerleader. And the art teacher then snaps her neck and calls her a whore. <laughs> art teacher. I keep saying art teacher, but it's Sam Hain right, inside I the writing art, art teacher. teacher too, so. Art teacher walks over to Sam and Dean. And uh, Sam and Dean are just laying on the floor playing dead. And the art teacher just looks around and thinks that they're dead, I guess, and just leaves. Mm -hmm. uh, <coughs> what is with this cough? I don't know. Oh, if you said Corona. Uh, corona. Corona, Corona. Uh, Sam explains that, hey, if wearing masks used to work at hiding people from him, I figured I'd give this a shot. And Dean's like, wait, give this a shot. We're rubbing blood on our face. <laughs> but it worked. So, it work. I mean. I don't know why Dean's so uh, annoyed. It should have been like, good thinking, brother. Yes, but Sam, uh, you'll discover, gives lots of things a shot that may or may not work. They usually do work, to give Sam credit. But Dean's like, oh, great. <laughs> the uh, Sam Hain art teacher combination is walking up the block. I really wish they had shown him like being mean to kids, like pushing, their, pushing them aside, knocking their candy out of their hands. But they just showed him walking around. Right, well, because the kids are all wearing masks, so he couldn't... Oh, yeah! Duh. Duh. <laughs> Sam and Dean are outside, and uh, they jump in the car and head to the cemetery. How'd they know that Sam was heading to the cemetery? Where else would you go to raise the dead and other creepy, gloomy oh, things? Oh, that makes sense. Sam says this demon is pretty powerful, and they might need more weapons to take this on. Dean, though, snaps and says, no, you can't use your powers. He cites the angels as saying he shouldn't be using those powers. But Sam basically thinks the angels are full of shit, and he gets really pouty about it. Right. Yeah, well, they've got Ruby's knife, so Dean thinks that's, that's all they're going to need for this demon, no matter how powerful he's supposed to be. So we see another Halloween party involving the same kids. I mean, minus the two people that have died. Right. <laughs> we see another Halloween party. Uh and then this time, though, it's in a cemetery. It's in the crypt. Yeah, in a crypt in a cemetery. Just me, but I think if if one of my friends died at a Halloween party, I wouldn't go to another one two nights later. 
I might be bummed out from watching my friend get boiled alive two nights beforehand. Yes. Well, actually, this was a, this wasn't even two days. It was the next day. Okay. Because yeah. Like, next yeah, day. That Halloween party. The first one was the day before Halloween. Now this is actually on Halloween. But we see that same kid in the same costume in the same stupid mummy costume too. So it's the same school. It's the same class. It's all the same kids exactly. having another party. Like what? He, he Your was, parents didn't keep you home. You just witnessed uh, someone die. He wasn't in a mummy costume. Whatever costume it was. He it was a roadkill costume. He had like tire tracks up. Oh, there. is that what it was? Like a hit and run. Okay, I, I couldn't figure out what that kid was. <laughs> I just know it was the same dopey kid. <laughs> it was. It was the same dopey kid. All right, well, I just want to say that makes no sense for them to be at another Halloween party the next night. Now, this time in a cemetery. <laughs> right. Lord have mercy. It's one of those, oh, yeah, he needs to be out of the gene pool anyway, so go for it, kiddo. Well, uh, Sam Hain and the Don the Art Teacher <laughs> combo shows up. Just locks him into the crypt and walks off. Uh, all the little uh, the doors on the crypt start to rattle, and zombies start to pull kids in, and blood shoots out of them. All the kids are running around scared. Go to the door, you know the gate that's been locked shut. Sam and Dean shows up. Dean, uh, I think, shoots the lock off or something. Gets the kids out, but the zombies keep coming out of the crypts. Now Sam is elsewhere confronting the art teacher. I think upstairs or something. And at first, then, the art teacher tries to do that white flash of light demon zap thing uh, that works on everyone else except Sam. And Sam just walks through and he even says, like, oh, that don't work on me, buddy. Uh, Dean is still in the basement. Now, he, instead of fighting zombies, he's fighting ghosts. Back upstairs, Dean is, uh, Sam is getting tossed around. And then he starts to use his force powers to stop the demon attacking him further. Well, first he did try to lose, use Ruby's knife, but the, the demon knocked it out of his hand. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yes, he did try to use the knife. All right. Well, he's got to resort to his Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> uh, so while he's kind of, he's backed up against the wall and he's got his hands out and he's got that serious grunty face on, you know, and Jedis are really trying. Well, Dean shows up uh, behind him, like down the hall, and he can see what's going on. Sam then grunts harder, makes his squishy face harder. He ends up getting a bloody nose, but then all, a bunch of smoke falls out of the art teacher's mouth, falls to the floor, and vanishes. Dean looks sad. Sam looks ashamed. Commercial. Anything I missed in there? Um, no, you got it all. I put that. I didn't put Dean looked pissed. He probably, he did look sad, but yeah, he looked pissed and sad at the same time. And I think in addition to the, the bloody nose, I think Sam must have gotten a really bad headache too, because he kind of... Yeah, he was wincing at his head. Acted like he was in a lot of pain. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the force power stuff, but whatever, it is what <laughs> it is. Now we see it's the day after Halloween. Sam is uh, packing his bags. And another, the other angel, Ariel, Uriel. Uriel, shows up and says, hey, buddy, you were warned about using your powers. And then Sam's like, my brother was right. You guys are just dicks. <laughs> uh, but then Ariel reminds them that the only reason why they're still around is because they're actually useful still. And, uh, you know, the moment you're not useful, you're going to be dust. And by the way, tell Dean to climb off his high horse. Go and ask him what he remembers of hell. Dun, dun. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, we know that Dean's seen something in hell and he's not leading, letting on to it. 
We even saw that a bit earlier in this episode as they were walking into the art class. There was a mask, and it they they were then showing Dean's eyes and then playing some of those hell sound effects. So you know that something about that mask reminded him of hell. Yeah, you could hear like the screaming sound effects in the background yeah. when Dean was looking at that mask. So we know something happened. Yeah, now this angel has tipped off uh, Sam that, hey, go ask your brother what happened there. Uh, we go switch to Dean, though. He's just sitting at a park looking at children play, which I thought was weird. Castiel shows up, sits next to him, and reveals that their orders were actually to follow his orders. Mm-hmm. So then that is the callback to that original thing of we got to follow our true orders. Right. So this was some sort of test about real battlefield situations to see how they would handle it. Dean says, well, whatever, everything is still here because of us. You know, we kick ass. We're the Winchesters, basically. So you can, <laughs> you guys can pound sand. Uh, Castiel, though, reminds him, hey, one more seal is now broken. And uh, Castiel, though, admits to him that he sometimes, too, has questions and doubts about his orders. Basically, at this point, Castiel sounds dumb as a rock and isn't sure what he should be doing. At this point, Castiel is dumb as a rock. Um, but Castiel also did say that he was praying that... Dean would save the town and that they wouldn't destroy it, that, you know, he and Uriel would not have to destroy it. Yeah, so I think they pass. The whole thing is, like, Dean's... The the conversation sounds like they failed, but I think, actually, in the conversation, they won because they were... They saved the people. Exactly. They got rid of the demon. It did unlock another seal because he was risen, didn't say that the dude had to like stay alive just once he's risen that's a seal that's broken right i mean they unbroke it but then they got rid of the problem right away i mean there's 65 more seals to go come on oh that was just no 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 there were several um this is not the i don't remember what the other seal was that sam and dean had to deal with but this wasn't the first one that they've had to deal with. okay so they got 60 some more to go yeah but also remember castiel mentioned that this is just one and even Dean said, "Well, so you guys screwed the pu- screwed the pooch on a few of the seals, so we don't know exactly how many have been broken so far." Oh, geez, it's a Russian there. roulette for every time. It might be the last seal. Exactly. I thought they were counting them down. No, 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 no. I thought there was like a big marker board somewhere, and God was like wiping <laughs> wiping one off the tally. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is a whole new ball of wax. I had no idea. So. 60 of them could already be broken and they're just or more dealing with the last couple yeah they're yeah i mean mm. there could be several that have already been broken we don't know exactly how many have been broken yet at this time interesting so that is uh that's the episode uh i don't know why it was called the great pumpkin it's the great <laughs> well just because it takes place around halloween yeah that's the only reason and sam hates halloween why is that? I don't remember, but you remember the very first episode. Oh, you know why I think he probably hates it is because it happens right near the anniversary of his mother dying and his girlfriend. Because that happens the next day, right? Right, because Uriel said, you know, it, tomorrow's November 2nd, the anniversary of your mother's death and your girlfriend's death. So, But even the first episode, remember that he and Jessica and that other friend of his were at a Halloween party because Jessica was dressed up as a naughty nurse. His friend was dressed up. And Sam mentioned then how much he hated Halloween. I do think eventually it comes out why he hates Halloween Hmm. so much. Interesting. In future episodes, but it hasn't yet. 
But okay. yeah, I'm sure that his mom and Jessica dying has a lot to do with it. Okay. Well, we'll keep keep an eye open on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about this episode you want to discuss? No. Um, I was just going to say this this quote where Castiel was talking. He says, I'm not a hammer, as you say. I have questions. I have doubts. I don't know what is right and what is wrong anymore, whether you passed or failed here. But in the coming months, you will have more decisions to make. I don't envy the weight that is on your shoulders, Dean. I truly don't. So we know that Dean's got a lot of crap coming his way. And even, even Cassiel didn't know whether he won or lost that, that test that God put before him. Yeah. So there you have it. Nope, that's all I can think of for this, this episode. Cool. What's the next episode? Next episode is called Wishful Thinking. Alrighty. Um, oh, one thing before we hang up. I feel like we watched this episode not too long ago. That whole razor blade thing in the beginning. Did we recently watch this, do you think? Or no, I haven't. Am I just remembering it from way back? I think you're remembering it from way Probably back. Probably that Because I haven't watched this episode in a me. long time. Yeah, I think just the razor blade thing stuck with me from glimpsing it 15 years ago or whenever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so what was the next episode again? I'm sorry. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Very cool. So we will be back with you tomorrow on that. Just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters where you can come and conversate with us if you wish. Although it, seem, although it seems like a, a little bit better benefit is a couple minute uh, jump start on getting the podcast. Someone's been pushing them up early over there, so... I do what I can. So, yeah, join that group, and you might just uh, hear it a half hour to an hour early if you're just clamoring to listen to the latest episode of us. And we know you are because we're hella cool. <laughs> we know you are. <laughs> and we have a website, coupleofidgets.com. Over there, you can listen to every episode and comment on episodes. Also, all of our contact information on how to get a hold of us is there, along with links to all of the streaming platforms that we publish to including iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, etc., etc. And that's about it for me. So until tomorrow. That is it for me as well. We'll talk to you later. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.